Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Let me get into the word here this morning. I got a word that I I believe will encourage you, challenge you, and then I want us to pray together. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 16. Galatians 5. Verse 16, a familiar passage probably to many of us. It says this, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict. Someone say conflict. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. It's not the time to be bumping neighbors right now, okay? Uh, Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies. And I was like, do I need to read that? But it's 2023 and some weird stuff is going on, so yeah. Orgies are off the list of options for for people Um, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But we're we're about to get into a good part now. That got a little dark for a second. But verse 22 says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. I love this call to keep in step with the Spirit. Stay in the flow with what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in our lives. The the truth is that when we're in sync with the Spirit, then we're going to find that we, we find the joy that comes. We find peace that comes. If our life is in constant disarray all the time, the question might be, how is our being in step or out of step with the Spirit of God, right? I, I told the first service this, but I'll tell you again, like I, I have this example in my head of staying in step, but only people who understand snow can get it. So I grew up in Minnesota, and so like when my dad would be walking out in the super deep snow in the middle of December, January, whatever, man, you leave those deep holes in the snow. Well, when you're little, you're like, I'm just going to follow my dad's footsteps. Literally, I'm just going to walk in them, right? Just kind of walking in step, right? It's way, way simpler. And I think of it a little bit like that. The Holy Spirit is leaving tracks. The Holy Spirit is is setting a pattern. we got to stay in step, right? And I was thinking about this idea, and the, the, the term stay in the pocket plays perfectly with this idea. Now, anyone ever heard that term? You got to stay in the pocket, right? So stay in the pocket, people use that in a bunch of areas uh, out on the, the, the surfing community. That's a big term, stay in the pocket of the wave. This one dude, after I preached this one time, or just this last Sunday at Breast, he comes up and he goes, dude, man, that's where the power's at. In the wave, you got to stay in the pocket. I was like, okay, bro. 
He's like, really? He's like, man, that's where all the energy, actually said, that's where the energy is, bro. It's in the pocket. I was like, all right, sick. Where's the prayer team? <laughs> and, uh, but you can use it in a bunch of different ways and work and life, whatever. But it's like a musical term more than it is anything else, or that's where I believe it began. And the concept here is, the, by definition, since I'm not really a musician and I didn't confirm with any musicians, I did Google, so I think I'm close. It says this, to remain rhythmically complementary to other musicians or to the song itself. And then they give this example. Don't go off on some weird experimental solo, Tom. <laughs> any Toms in the room? What'd you say? Gabriel, okay. <laughs> Tom, this is an ensemble piece of stay in the pocket. Or the drummer, a lot of times it's primarily in the drummer world. That's why worship is so amazing because you guys are in the pocket because you have one of the best drummers And all the land, Gabriel stays in the pocket, right? Keeps time, keeps in rhythm. If you get out of the pocket, a song can fall apart, can train wreck what's going on in our lives. When we get out of the pocket, when we get out of rhythm, when we get out of step with the Holy Spirit, it can absolutely train wreck our lives. And all of a sudden now we find ourselves in that other list of envy and strife and anger and all kinds of perversion when we get out of step, when we get out of the pocket. Some say stay in the pocket. We want to stay in the pocket. So I want to talk about how to stay in the pocket because we live in a world and a culture that's constantly trying to get you and me to get out right? Trying to pull us off track, trying to pull us. And a lot of times what happens is it happens little by little, doesn't it? Most of the time when we get ourselves into sin and, you know, messing up our life in some way, it's usually not an overnight thing. It's usually little by little, the enemy's going to try to come in and get us out of the pocket, get us pulled out, get us trying to do our own weird experimental solo, Tom. <laughs> Tom needs a simmer, okay? Don't follow Tom. Um, so the, the, the whole concept of staying in the pocket is so important for our lives because we have to resist what the enemy would be trying to do intentionally in our lives. So let me give you a few points here. First is this. Number one, you got to be responsive. If we're going to stay in the pocket, the Holy Spirit, we actually have to respond to the Holy Spirit. we got to stay responsive. I love the way the Amplified reads this uh, verse in uh, Galatians 5.16, it says this, But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit, seek him, and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature. So we got to be responsive. I, I, it's, it's not good enough for us to just hear what God wants us to do. It's not enough for the Holy Spirit to just speak to us. I have to be responsive. The Bible says don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of it, right? So if God is speaking to me, I need to be in a responsive posture where I'm ready to say, okay, yes, God. Oh, you need me to go this way? I'm going to go this way. You're saying don't do that? Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be responsive. You're, 
correcting an attitude maybe in my heart. You're dealing with a relationship. You're, you're speaking to me about money. You're speaking to me about faith. You're speaking to me about courage. You're speaking to me about my marriage. Whatever it is that God is speaking to me about, I want to stay in a responsive posture to the Holy Spirit where God isn't having to like, you know, strong arm me, but I am actually, all right, yes, God. I mean, when as parents and you're raising up kids, there's a lot of unresponsive moments, <laughs> Right? I mean, none of, the, none of the teenagers in here ever did that, but I'm saying there are other teenagers and other children before they're growing up into that teenage era where they are just like, no, I want to do what I want to do. I'm not going to be responsive. You said it. I heard it. I don't care, right? <laughs> you know, uh, people ask, when should you start disciplining a kid? Um, spanking, which I, which I'm, I'm, I believe in because the Bible teaches it and uh, works wonders. The uh, they go, how how early? Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, when that kid looks you in the eyes and you've said something, and they look directly at you, and they do it anyways. <laughs> that's when you do it. That's that's when you start. Oh, you know, I'm going to wait till later. Not recommended. <laughs> or it's going to be hell for you and the rest of us for quite some time. Right? An unresponsive heart towards the leading of the Holy Spirit just literally train wrecks us. And I really believe that it's important for us when we're thinking of the Holy Spirit guiding and speaking to us. Well, God is patient. I'm so thankful for that. Are you thankful for God's patience with our dysfunction, right? God is also not going to just talk till he's blue in the face and with completely unresponsive and just never at some point kind of just go, all right, well, fine. You want to do what you want to do. You're not interested in what I'm saying. I'm just going to step back here. I'm just going to watch how that plays out for you. And sometimes our life is in chaos. We're like, man, why, God? I love you. I thought you were for me. I thought you weren't against me. He's like, well, yeah, well, I've been trying to tell you several things. You've been completely unresponsive. And now I just, I got to let you experience the consequences of your decisions right now. You see that all throughout scripture where God will be trying to correct his people and bring prophets and bring judges and come back to the truth and leave the false idols and come back to God's way. And they're like, no, we're going to do our own way. And eventually God just goes, all right. And he basically removes his, his protection to allow the enemy to mess with them as a form of national discipline, basically, right? And there is absolutely the reality that in our lives, if we continue to resist the direction, the voice, the calling, and the speaking of God. At some point, the Holy Spirit's going to go, all right, I love you, but if you just want to do it your, your own way, that's fine. I'll step back. Let's see how that works. Holler at me when you're ready, right? And so sometimes, man, why isn't God talking to me? Well, because you stopped listening. And listening doesn't just mean hearing. It means responding. So we got to stay responsive, right? If I'm hearing God, but I'm not doing it, I'm not really hearing God. Obedience is listening and responding, right? It's putting to practice those things that God has given us. 
And we all have that, right? We all have moments. We all have continued things that God is working on us and dealing with and speaking into and challenging us and continuing to call us to obedience and continuing to call us to faithfulness and tweaking little areas of our heart. And if we're going to stay in the flow of the Spirit, we're going to stay in the pocket, we have to have a, a really sensitive sort of heart to the voice of God, right? Where I'm, I'm leaning in, and I'm making leaning into the voice of God a habit for my life. Not just a, whenever I hit a brick wall and come to my senses and go, oh, my God, have you been talking? My bad. I don't want to do that. I want to try to stay in a posture where I'm hearing God more consistently so that I don't have to wait till I hit my head against a wall for me to wake up and go, maybe I should consult God on this. There's a really interesting passage after the Israelites have just taken Jericho and they began to kind of take the promised land. And then Joshua, of course, is at the helm at this stage. And God says uh, to them, hey, don't make any partnerships with any neighboring nations because that will hinder my ability to have you take the land that I promised you. So they go, okay, sounds good. Well, this nation called the Gibeonites, they, they lie. They dress up in worn-out clothes. They put moldy uh, bread in, in kind of the, their 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 uh, packs, and they travel and meet uh, Joshua and his people, and they're like, hey, we're from a faraway land, make a treaty with us. And it says that they sampled the provisions, but they did not inquire of the Lord, and then they made that bad decision. And I thought about that. A lot of times it can be easy for us to just go by what we see, what we taste, what we touch. It's all natural. We just doing everything in the natural. Now, we do learn and we grow and we should get better and more proficient at reading things and moments and times and people. Absolutely. But we can never get into a spot where I'm just purely going off of my natural instincts and I'm not leaning in to say, okay, Holy Spirit, before I make this decision, before I start this company, before I strike up this partnership, before I go after this uh, job or this role or whatever it is, before I, I'm getting into this dating relationship or before I propose, I'm going to say, God, what are you saying? Is there something here that you want to lead, guide, and direct in my life? And I want to stay responsive. Someone say responsive. Say stay in the pocket. All right. Number two, stay on guard. Stay on guard. If we're going to stay in this flow with the Holy Spirit, in the pocket with the Holy Spirit, we've got to stay on guard. And what I mean by that is stand guard against the cultural slide, the, the lies, the, the creep of sin that can ha often happen in our lives. Little by little, we get desensitized like the boiling frog situation, right? Um, did gas prices go up like a while back here too? I mean, I figured it did in the whole nation, but it got insane because we had to start selling uh, key body parts to buy gas in, in San Diego. Uh, I think it was almost $6 the other day. Um, but remember when it first, like, really spiked after um, special people got into office and, uh, <laughs> and destroyed, destroyed our economy by cutting off our natural fuel supplies? What a great thought that was. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut off our ability to produce oil and gas ourselves. That's going to be super smart. Anyway, so... The uh, gas prices go crazy. Remember when everyone was up in arms during that time, raging out, putting all the I did this Biden stickers on all the gas pumps and just like, ah, this is tyranny. You know, we're throwing tea into the, into the harbor and just like, like, we're ready to burn it all down. 
And then the gas prices went back down a little bit, not back to where they were, but now they're up higher than they were before. Who's talking about it? Nobody. Boiling frog situation happened. Now, that's annoying when it comes to our gas tank, but it's life and death, death when it comes to areas of sin and lies and dysfunction, right? Because that's what the enemy will try to do in our life. He'll just sneak little things in there. He'll just boiling frog kind of a situation. Before you know it, our culture, we've started adopting and mixing things that cannot mix because the Bible says that we read earlier in seven, verse 17, the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. The spirit what is contrary to the flesh. It says they are in conflict. We're not going to make friends with the, with the culture of this world and the spirit of God. That, that, that's a religious type of thought process. I'm just going to take, you know, the best of all religions because they all lead to the same place. And we're just going to kind of meld what I like, like a little buffet of religion, and I'm going to take everything that I like. No, no, that, it doesn't work like that. There is a, there is a, a opposing worldview situation happening here, right? There is a spirit of God and the spirit of this world. They will not be friends. They, they will not work together. You can't be like, well, I mean, you know, Everybody else is just kind of accepting this gender confusion. Everybody else is just accepting all this shenanigans. And so, I mean, it's like, no, 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 God, God has already spoken. It's very clear about what is true. I cannot assume that I can adopt in a lie from culture, mix it in with God's word, and somehow make uh, something that works together. It's, they don't mix they don't work together. They're in opposition of each other. They will destroy. If you choose to adopt an ungodly worldview around some topic, it will destroy you. You cannot make up your own version of life. You accept the word of God and his truth, and you have to stand guard against the lies of culture. But the way that we do that is by knowing the truth, right? The more I know the truth, the more I can detect lies, Right? A lot of people don't even realize the lies that are being shared at them and through music or through movies or through different entertainment or different social media or different politicians. A lot of people are just like, oh, that sounds good. Oh, that feels good. Oh, I guess that could be right. But they're not getting it because they have no truth filter. So one of the many reasons to consistently read God's word is the more I know the truth, then I, when somebody says something in some media outlet that I'm engaged with, and I can instantly kind of go, that's either true or it's not. But I can, I can match it up against really quickly against the word of God. And if it doesn't match this, then I disregard it right away. I stay on guard against it. I refuse to try to entertain the ideology of a broken culture. God would oftentimes tell his people this, and we just basically repeat it over and over again in, in human history. It's very sad. God says, hey, you know that nation that I allowed you to take over? Don't follow their religious practices, because that's kind of why I allowed you to take them over. I allowed that out of a form of love and discipline towards that nation because of false worship. And I gave you that territory in response to their uh, depravity, their evil, and their rejection of me. So why in the world 
would you now adopt the practices of a broken, dysfunctional culture? Yet that is what America in the last era has decided to do. You know what? I know God gave us all this blessing, prosperity, and favor because we founded this nation apart from a lot of the, the sinful culture around the rest of the planet. But now all of a sudden we've said, no, actually we're going to start adopting practices. We're going to start adopting ideologies that are unbiblical. But it will not end well. It does not end well. It never ended well in the, in the Bible. And it won't end well in America unless we see that, that tide turn back, right? Unless we see America coming back to Christ, which is what we're doing passionately for the last 18 years and beyond, right? Amen? We're going to see this nation transformed. We're going to see the tide turn. We're going to see the gospel preach. It's the only answer. If you follow me on anything social-wise, I'm a major politically active person, right? But that is not the ultimate answer. We need as believers to stand in our place politically and to step into it, but the answer is the gospel, right? Because we can change laws temporarily, and then people just change them back, right? And, and so the, the only way for sustained change, sustained revival to happen is when people encounter the gospel and their hearts are transformed and people live for Christ and they get in this flow of the Holy Spirit. So for us, we've got to be careful that we don't accept policies and ideas and ideologies from a broken culture of dysfunction. Here, here's how you can, one of the easy ways to kind of decipher is the John 10.10. 10. Jesus says the enemy comes to steal, kill, destroy. He goes, I came to bring life, life to the full. When you look at the world around you, is that ideology, that thought process, that belief system, that value, that dogma, is it producing death and destruction or is it producing life and life to the full? It's, that's like one of the most simple tests you can put across all the shenanigans of our culture right now, and it will easily tell you what is right and what is wrong, right? Does abortion bring life and life to the full, or does it bring steal, kill, and destroy? Okay, that's obvious, right? Uh, does gender transitioning and mutilization, does that bring life, or does that bring death? Increased suicide like insane levels for kids who are confused and adults who affirm that confusion. It's, it's the most heinous evil towards young people to affirm a confusion in a child and then to permanently alter them. It's insane. It's insanity. But our culture has just gone off the, the rails because they believe lies, they've rejected truth, they've rejected God, they want to live their own life, and now they're bringing death and destruction. But guess what? We have We have life. We have life and life to the full. We got truth. So we want to continue to bring that. All right, number three. Shake it off is point number three. If we're going to stay in the spirit, we're going to shake it off. It's not an endorsement of Taylor Swift, but she did make the phrase popular. Um, the, you know, haters are going to hate, hate, hate. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But you got to shake it off. And um, 
the uh, there, there's a there's a time of ministry in when Jesus is kind of reaching the the community, and he. Um, he sends out his disciples two by two to go ahead of him in different towns to kind of prepare the ministry ground before he's going to go out and, and preach. And he says, hey, when you go into the town, if they don't receive you and they reject your message, just shake the dust off your sandals and move on to the next town. And there's a lot of great implications on that, but there's a principle there of not letting things build up on you when you're trying to stay in the pocket in this flow with the Holy Spirit. A lot of times what can happen is we get ourselves all kind of dusted up, all kind of gunked up. If you think of like an air filter in a vehicle or in a home, I mean, dust just builds up, builds up, builds up. Ideally, you should change your air filters in case you didn't know that. And um, that, that black, you know, uh, dust that's falling out of your air vents, it's not a good situation, right? And so you should change those to keep a free flow of, of the, the filter actually working, uh, for the right air to be going into your home, for your system to not be over, overriding, right? Uh, but you actually want to, you actually want to be in a spot where you are having a, a, a clean filter of your heart that's actually able to operate right. And what happens is when, uh, when we live in, you know, the world that we live in, there's all kinds of things that are going to try to clog up our heart. The things we talked about earlier, anger, envy, you know, bitterness, resentments, unforgiveness, pain, abuses, traumas, all these different things can have a way of building up this dust residue on our lives, right? And little by little, we get to a spot where we are dysfunctional, right? We are not able to hear God clearly, we see that many times throughout Scripture where somebody who was supposed to be able to hear from God could no longer hear from God, right? And in our lives, too, you may have gotten to a spot where you're like, man, I just don't feel like I'm hearing God. Well, maybe there's too much dust build up. Maybe there's too much hurt and offense you haven't really just dealt with. You haven't let go. There's too much pain that you just haven't really released to God yet, right? And there may be some things in a moment we're going to pray and give space for that for the Holy Spirit to begin to kind of dissolve that. One of the best ways to wash off the dust, to dissolve the stains that can kind of build up is just soaking in the presence of God. Just like we have a stain on a piece of clothing, <laughs> you know what I mean? You put some stain remover on it, let it sit, let it soak, because you're trying to get that stain to lift, the food to kind of lift off of the garment so you can wash it. So sometimes you just need to be in the presence of God, right? And allow him to begin to soften those things that try to hang on to your heart, try to stick themselves to your life. Last thing, and then we're gonna, we're gonna pray together. If we're gonna stay in the pocket of the Holy Spirit, we gotta stay in position. It might kind of sound like I'm saying the same thing there, stay in the pocket, but you gotta stay walking with the Holy Spirit, right? Being in his presence, if you're not yet filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, we'd love to pray with you. And to be, be baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit and you begin to pray in the Spirit, begin to worship in the Spirit, begin to um, engage with the Holy Spirit. You read the Word of God, which is inspired by the Holy Spirit. You're in worship, you're in church, in all these environments. And just allow the Holy Spirit to just begin to um, do something really unique in your heart. And, you know, a lot of times, especially in a very you know, aggressive culture. We're all trying to like 
strive and go after stuff and, you know, level up and 10X and 1,000X or whatever the latest infomercial is. And, oh, you thought you were 100Xing? You ain't ready for 1,000X. Uh, 100X is so last millennium. Um, we, we can oftentimes assume that the fruits of the Spirit are something that we are going after like they're out there. Right? Like, I need to go find peace somewhere. I need to go find joy somewhere. I need to go find patience somewhere. But listen to the way the Amplified reads that verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, and then it kind of gives us some more definition of that. The result, so the fruit is the result of his presence within us. So I don't want you to leave here today going, man, I just got to, I got to, Work so hard to get peace. No, it's peace is going to be a result of you in the pocket with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in you. You spending time in his presence. Like, man, I just, I'm so impatient. Okay, well, yeah, certainly there's practical things we can work on to help us outwork some of these things. But overall, it is an overflow of the Spirit within us, Right? And the more I operate in the Holy Spirit, the more I engage with the Holy Spirit, the more I'm responsive, the more I stay in that flow with the Holy Spirit, the more the fruit of the Holy Spirit would just start happening. So if you're newer to Christ or newer to really beginning to be responsive to following Christ and his word, guess what? Don't worry so much about the fact you don't have it all figured out. And all the fruit in your tree, you might feel like, man, I still got some of that other list happening in my life. Okay, we'll work on that. But you know what you focus primarily on? Less about like, I can't do that, and I can't do this, and I have to do this, and I have to do that. No, no. Allow the Holy Spirit to begin to flood your heart and watch how that fruit just starts naturally coming. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, I didn't freak out like I used to do. Oh, wow, I got some patience. Oh, wow, I, man, I'm just, I'm happy today. I didn't used to wake up like that, you know? If you're not a morning person, that may or may not ever happen, but... But you can find joy by 10 a.m., you know. I'm a morning person. I'm married to a non-morning person, so I, I say that as a caveat in case my wife is listening to this later. The fruit of the Spirit is a result of His presence. So you don't have to go striving for the fruit. You just have to rest in the presence of God. Watch that fruit grow naturally, right? How much easier is that? Just breathe, <laughs> relax a little bit. Just be in the presence of God. Stand to your feet. Let's pray. If either one of the, any one of those points I brought up, maybe you feel like, um, maybe you feel like you, um, you're like, you know what, there's some areas where I just know I'm not being responsive to the spirit and I want to make a decision to do that now. Maybe there's some areas where it's talking about staying on guard where you're like, man, you know, I've kind of allowed a little bit of an ideology I know is off, but I've kind of tried to mix it. And I know I need to draw a hard line that, no, I'm not doing that. Or maybe you feel like you're kind of in that category of kind of residue that's starting to build up in your heart. And you're like, I need to get that free. 
and you just kind of want to spend a few moments in the presence of God. We're going to worship for a few more moments, and I want to pray. But I just want to invite you to come out of your seat. If any of those feel like connected, you're like, man, I just want to spend some time in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Allow him to kind of dissolve some things, minister some areas. I want you to just make your way out of your seat. Come forward here, and let's just worship together. Can you go ahead and lead us in the song, then I'm going to pray over you guys. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence right now. Come on, we're going we're gonna to worship. Anyone else want to come forward, feel free to come forward as I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare life and life to the full. I thank you, Lord, for your hand on our life. I thank you, Lord, for your blessing and your mercy. And I, I just see... I just see kind of some new days that God is bringing up, new sunrises that God is bringing into your life, new faithfulness, new joy, new strength. I see uh, just God promoting you in life and work and what you're doing. I see uh, increase coming in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. It's like I'm seeing a storefront that almost feels like it's been closed or things have been kind of held off and God's saying, hey, I'm reopening some things. I'm renewing some things in your life. I'm reworking some areas. God's been working, even, even in the waiting, even in the uncertainty, even in silent times, God's been good and faithful in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for your hand that's on our life, your blessing. I see um, the goodness of God on your life. I see God putting his favor around you, kind of like in, in a military ceremony where someone gets a new medal of, of honor, a new badge because of battles fought, victories won, sacrifices made. I see God doing that in your life. I see him extending his favor to you and just letting people know, hey, this is my daughter. This is my prized possession. This is my loved one. And and you are a trusted um, warrior in his kingdom as well. You are taking territory, establishing things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
There's some things, baby, even too hard to see where it's felt like maybe you've been going around the mountain a few times on stuff. It's like, man, is this ever going to end? Is this ever going to end? But it, what you can't see just right in front of you is that you're actually climbing. It might feel like you're going in circles, but you're actually climbing. God is elevating and God is strengthening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And God loves you. His hand is on you. I thank you, God, for your goodness right now. I thank you for your blessing for my friend. I thank you, God, that he's a man after your own heart. He's a man after your word, loves your word, uh, digs into it. I see God giving you deeper revelation and strength around the truth of God's word to be able to communicate that effectively. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God, let your presence flow. Let your spirit fall on him in a fresh way. Let it come alive. Let it be strengthened, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you for putting things together like only you can in his life. Thank you for fighting some battles that he thought he's going to have to do on his own. But you were faithful, God. You fought for him. You went ahead of him. You, you ran kind of the blocking tackles for the run. And I just see God reminding you of that, that he's, he's blocking. He's, he's sent people ahead of you and around you to lead, to guide. You're not on your own. You're not fighting on your own. You're not running on your own. God is strengthening you by his spirit, and he's putting the right people to run interference in different areas for blessing and favor in your life. In Jesus' name. forsake you. He's been faithful. Even in the times when you're like, man, God, are you here? Are you hearing? Are you seeing? He has seen. He will repay. He'll bring justice where it needs to be brought. He'll bring healing where it needs to be healed. He sees in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. He's refreshing He's going to bring fresh living water, the Bible says. He is that living water. His presence is that. He brings that. 
the woman at the well was a man, where do I get this water, this living water you're talking about? And he's like, hey, it's in him. He's the one who brings the water. He's the one who brings life. In the name of Jesus, life and life to the full. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for your presence. Thank you for your hand and for your strength. I thank you, God, that you are renewing. I thank you, God, that you're strengthening. I thank you, God, that you're transforming. I just see God bring you into a season of just refreshing. I see a season of, it's like you're relaxing. Uh, I see I see with like a trucker hat on. I don't know if that's like your non-church hat or not. But it, what it represents to me is that you're relaxing. <laughs> you're chilling out. You know, you're able to do a hat day. You know what I mean? And But it's just that you're, you're, uh, you're not anxious. And God is bringing you into peace and bringing you into a season like that. He's inviting you to trust. He's inviting you to lean in. He's inviting you towards grace. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And just to, just to remind you, God is, is orchestrating the planet. You know, sometimes we can be, there's so many things to orchestrate. It's like we feel like we got to keep it all together. It's just a little reminder. It's a little, I felt like God showed me like the globe on its axis. God's turning it and God's holding it. God's holding your life. He's holding your family, your future, your kids, everything that God's called you to and entrusted you with. He is holding it. He's caring for it. And I thank you, God, for a season of transformation, a season of grace there. I thank you, Lord, for your blessing and your favor. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God, I just thank you. Just in the morning, as, as, you're, as you're waking up, and kind of splashing kind of water in the face. And there's, it's like every day, there's, good, there's new mercy. There's just going to be a new reminder of his faithfulness and his goodness. Peace in the morning. Peace in the evening. Rest in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for my friend here. Just, I just see God remind you he's got a, kind of a new song, a new sound uh, that he's going to cause. Uh, you know, like there's just there's different music that creates different feelings and emotions. Kind of the whole marching to a different drum or a different beat. It's like God's just kind of wanting you to know that he's got, um, he's designed you the way he's designed you, the things that maybe have been beats and, and, and messages and music and, and, and sort of uh, sounds in the past that have maybe tried to throw you off or mess with you or unsettled you. I just see God saying, you know, I, I've got a new song for you. I've got a new sound. And it's going to continue to lead you into things that he has for you into favor, into faithfulness, into mercy, into goodness, into kindness. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God's grown something fresh. God's producing fresh life for you. Fresh life. I see that. I feel that. It's like there's be open fridge. Just going to be full of fresh juice, carrot juice, actually. It's going to enhance vision, that life is going to enhance vision. It's going to give you the ability to see like you've never seen before. No more fog, no more any of that. There's going to be a clarity of, of what God's called you to and a peace because of that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
couple more and then you guys can have lunch. <laughs> you can laugh. That's true. Father, I thank you for my friend. I thank you for your anointing on his life. Your hand that's with him. Father, bless. Father, give strength. Father, bring anointing. Father, increase. God, I pray for peace on his life. I thank you, Lord, your spirit is in him and goes before him. I thank you, Lord, he's responsive to your voice, surrenders to your will and your purpose in Jesus' name. And I just want to remind you what I feel like God is saying is that God's got people that are looking to you. And I don't say to be like, oh, man, shoot, I better get my act together. But there is a sense of reminder that uh, you, your life is not lived on your own. You're, you're um, someone who's, who leads, someone who has influence, someone who people look to. And I just, God, just remind you, hey, there, there's those who are looking to see how you walk in this stuff out and how are you living out certain elements of your life because people want to know, how do I follow? What do I do? What should I respond with? What should my heart be? What should my attitude be? And I see God saying, you're leading that. And But the key is that it's not like you got to try to like, it's not a pressure on you to, for perfection. It's an invitation into his presence and into peace so that you're, you can just operate in overflow. You can just operate in grace. Here's something else that I see God showing me. In really hot climates, I don't know if it gets this hot here, but we have misters in Arizona, a place like that, right? We have misters because it's just so hot. And, but those misters can get clogged up because of sediment and whatnot. And I just see, God, there's, there's some areas that maybe have kind of been, uh, you know, it's got hotter because those misters that were designed to refresh and to, and to uh, cool uh, got backed up. And God is just opening things up. He's purifying some things. He's healing some things. He's restoring some things. And there's going to be just fresh life and joy and just a, a peace in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. Let your glory fall. Let your presence come on our life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that he is reversing, like the game of Uno, he's reversing some tact things that the enemies try to bring. He's playing the reverse card. It's, it's not going to come to you. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to harm you. And I see God um, resisting the enemy on your behalf. The Bible says he rebukes the devourer. And he's doing that. And he's bringing peace. So, God, I thank you in Jesus' name uh, for uh, growth and strength and the progress that you're bringing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let life flow, let peace come, let mercy come. Thank you, Lord. No prison in our mind, heart, or spirit. Uh, the enemies try to trap you in different areas or get you to think small or to box you in. The, the enemy's uh, hand has been played. It's been overextended. Jesus is bringing freedom to that, expanding how you're seeing and thinking. Let's bring life to you in Jesus' name. Come on, just lift up your hands all around the room. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. God, we, we want to stay in the pocket. We want to stay in step with your spirit. Speak to us. If there's errors we're off, we repent. We come back. And God, I thank you that we're going to be 
lean in, stay sensitive to your voice and to your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.